0: Good morning. Good morning. Open up to uh, Psalm 27. I'm going to read Psalm 27 to you and then go by it verse by verse. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came on upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear though war should rise up against me In this will i be confident one thing have i desired of the lord that will i seek after that i may dwell in the house of the lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the lord and to inquire in his temple for in this time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret of his tabernacle he shall hide me he shall set me upon a rock and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies, round about me. Therefore will I offer in this tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me, and answer me. When thou saidest, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger, Thou hast been my help, leave me not, neither forsake me, O God, of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over to the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's an excellent psalm. It's been an encouragement to me throughout the past few weeks. It's been a tough time in school, but um, it's definitely a psalm that can really strengthen you during times of adversity in your life. Yes. Amen. Yes. So starting out in verse one, the Lord says, uh, David says that the Lord is my light and salvation. Here, David expresses his confidence in the Lord. Right now, we bet our lives now and in eternity on the Lord and His Word. Light is guidance because it reveals the way. It represents and gives knowledge of a thing that was once in the dark. By light, we traverse safely through dangerous circumstances. With the world that we live in and the Christian world that we find ourselves in, there is a lot of mixed confusion and opinions about the truth. But we need to hold fast to the truth that we have from the Lord, which He has given us by His Word. And by this light, we have salvation from these perilous times that we live in. So why should we fear? We have a God who's our light. Not only is he leading us, but he's also sovereign, and he's our salvation with that light. He's guiding us by his word. And as a, uh, you know, if the Lord is for us, who can be against us, as it says in Romans 8? Although we may only see a few hundred feet down the road at times, like said last Sunday, we have a reliable light in front of us. Psalms 119, 105 says the the word is, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's a tried and true light; it does not fail. Psalms 12 says that the words of the Lord are pure words, as tried, or silver tried in the furnace of the earth, purified seven times. And not only that, but the Lord is guiding and directing our steps, as it says in Proverbs 16:9. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. It's as sure as anything you can be sure about. That's right. Yes. So we can have boldness and confidence in a God like ours. So let's face our trials and challenges in life with boldness and confidence in our God that he will deliver us. And by comparison, David had many more trials far greater than our own pitiful situations. Look at his confidence in the Lord. Did the Lord ever fail him? No. No. He became king and his lineage runs to the king of kings. I would say that the Lord was his salvation. So let's have confidence in a relationship that David had with the Lord. Yes. Continuing, it says, The Lord is the strength of my life. Stemming from that last point, we may know the way, but we still need the strength and the zeal to endure those times that we face. We have a life of war and battle. Ephesians 6, as we just opened up to, also says that, uh, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. To focus on this battle is the only way that we're going to win. And we have real enemies that we are going to need strength to fight. Another encouraging verse is in Isaiah 40, which I'll summarize for the sake of time, which essentially just says that turning to anything else other than our God will end us up in failure. So if we try it alone, we will fail. But we need a thriving and personal devotion and walk with the Lord. And that is crucial to living a life that's going to win this war against sin and temptation in the world and in fight for personal holiness. So lastly, he says in this first verse, of whom shall I be afraid? Like these last points, we should have confidence in our God. And these trials don't become uh, troubling circumstances that overwhelm us, but rather become trials of our faith which refine us as gold. Continuing on to verse 2, when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came up upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Mentioned earlier, we have real enemies. Trials and persecutions will come. 2 Timothy 3 says that, Yea, all that live, all that will live in godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Right. If we aren't suffering persecution, either two things are happening. Thank God that you have peace in your life so you can prepare for this battle that will come and this trial that will come. And if not, perhaps you aren't living godly in Christ Jesus. You need to guard your inputs. Do you have godly friends? What about your entertainment? Is that godly? Are you praying and feasting on God's word? And are you putting it into obedience into your life? If not, repent, or otherwise you'll end up on the wrong side of this verse. Our foes are ultimately defeated by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we should rejoice if we are living godly in Christ Jesus. And let's endure and not sink back like those in Hebrews 10. But we are not of them that draw back into perdition, but are them that believe to the saving of the soul. We have victory through Christ Jesus against all our enemies, even unto death itself. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise up against me, in this will I be confident. When we are surrounded and all things seem hopeless, we still have the Lord on our side. Another good verse to go to for this is 2 Kings 6, when the Lord opened up the eyes of Elisha's servant to see a mountain full of fiery horses and chariots surrounding them. We have hope of scripture. We have the hope of past deliverances of our brethren. We have our own past deliverances. So let's look. For those things as well, for supporting our hope and faith that the Lord will deliver us now. Yes. Romans 5, 3 through 5 says, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. If we endure these trials confidently like David, we will grow in patience, experience, and hope, and closer to the Lord. So let's do it verse 4 One thing I have desired of the Lord and that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple This is my life goal is this your life goal yes, right Why are we here this morning what is your motive are you here for family or friends or out of habit or are you here because you desire to dwell with the Lord in his presence This should be our desire It was Joshua's desire in Exodus 33 he turned not again into the camp but he uh, Joshua, the servant, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. David here further explains that he wanted to behold the beauty of the Lord. In Psalms 29, verse 2 says, to worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Here we see that his beauty is his holiness, and that when we behold the Lord, amazing things happen. Think about Moses when he met with the Lord. His face shone, and his countenance was so great, he scared the congregation, so he had to put a veil over his face yes, right. in Exodus 34. Or about the apostles when they had a sneak peek from heaven opened up to them on the mountain of transfiguration. Christ shone bright as the sun. His holiness and his beauty is so intense for us, we can hardly handle it. No wonder the Lord only showed Moses his backside right. because the Lord is too great to fully behold or else we'd die. It's 1 Timothy 6. 15 and 16 says, speaking of our Lord Jesus Christ, which in times he shall show, yes. who is a blessed and only potentate, Amen. the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who only hath immortality, dwelling in light, which no man can approach unto, right. Right. whom no man have seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: And one that just
0: came up to me waiting. In Revelation, when John sees the Lord, he has hairs were white like wool. His eyes were uh, were a flame of fire, his feet like fine brass, and they burned as they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters, and he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-hedged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. Yes. And when I saw him, I fell his feet is dead. Yes. But the Lord said, Fear not, for I'm the first and the last, and he picked him up. This is our God. So thinking about the God that we worship, It should be easy for us to want to inquire more of Him. He is infinite, and we are finite. We are mere dust, mere creatures, and so there is always more for us to learn about Him. Lord, bind us to You and keep our hearts holy and clean so that we may behold more of You. Verse 5. For in time of trouble, He shall hide me in His pavilion. In the secret of His tabernacle shall He hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Here is further reasoning from David, why we should desire the Lord. For not only can we have this desire filled, like the verse mentioned previously, but in doing so, we're covered by him and we are safe. It describes us being put in his pavilion and in the secret of his tabernacle. Think about things that the Lord hides. If we are hidden by the Lord in the same way that he hides his secret counsels that only he knows, then we are surely secured. Not only does he hide us securely, but he plants us securely securing us on a solid foundation, which is a rock, and it will not move. Going into verse 6. And now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies, round about me. Therefore I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. We did this earlier, and we'll do so again. Yes. The high are brought low, and the low are brought high. The Lord will lift us up, even above our enemies. Yes. So James 4 says to humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Amen. So while we are inquiring in his temple and sinking bef- before him in his temple, let's offer sacrifices today right now and sing and give him sacrifices of joy. The Lord wants us to praise and thank him. So let's show the Lord that yes. we are indeed thankful for the many kindnesses towards us. Right. With all those things we listed about the Lord, he is definitely worthy of our worship. Amen. So let us always prepare our hearts. Before worshiping him, if our hearts do not desire to be in his presence, to dwell in his temple, to inquire of him, to behold his beauty, then our singing and our act of religion is worthless. The Lord looks at our hearts, so let's give him the melody of a pure and upright heart. Hopefully last night's devotions, you're prepared today, and if not, then repent and worship him today. Amen. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. So how is your prayer life? We know the Lord answered David. And if we are living right, he'll answer us. Are you here for the right reasons? Do you have a heart crying out to him? Do you beg for the mercy, his mercy in your life? If we come humbly, he will hear us. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So please, Lord, answer our prayer. We want more of you this day. We want to keep our focus set on you. The next couple of verses say, When thou settest seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. My leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. We should always be asking ourselves, Am I seeking the Lord? Is my heart right with the Lord? Where can I give him more of my life? The Lord has called us each here today, and he knows why you're here. The theme of this Psalm should be: Seek the Lord with all your might. Right. Is it the anthem of our lives? Is it the anthem of this church? What do you need to do today to get your heart right with the Lord? What sin do you need to kill? What do you need to do that you're not doing? Without our heart right, the Lord, you will not be like David in many of these psalms, but rather you'll end up like Saul.
1: Lord, help us to love you more.
0: Yes, right. So let's live our lives like we love him. If we love him, it says that we would obey his commandments. It's pretty simple. David begs the Lord to show mercy in his prayer and begs him to never leave him. Lord, we pray the same. Yes. If the Lord is on our side, who can be against us? Amen. It was said earlier, but that's only comforting if the Lord is on our side. So let's obey him with zeal and make sure that he is on our side. Yes. And I'm thankful that even in our times of weakness that the Lord pities us like children and pities them that fear him, as it says in Psalms 103, for he knoweth our frame and remembereth that we are dust. So despite our weak and foolish frame, I'm thankful for our eternal life secured by Christ, and he's faithful to us, and this should motivate us even further to obey him. Verse 10. When my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. The Lord said there would be a sword drawn in families. This should not surprise us because truth is divisive. Following the Lord is contrary to the way the world is. Even if our earliest and most dear relationships in our life fail us, Leave and abandon us, as David mentions. We still have the Lord. He is the comforter. The Lord did say that he would give us a spiritual family of brothers and sisters and fathers and mothers. Look around at these blessings and hear. Regardless, though, the Lord should be enough for us. Consider the overview of this entire psalm and the depiction of this psalm. You have enemies surrounding you and your closest family and relationships leave you. You have your worst enemies seek you for harm, and your best and closest abandon you that you have come to rely upon. But this sums sums up about the worst you could have in this life, but the Lord will take us up. He'll take up our cause, and he's on our side. Praise the Lord. Amen. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Despite these circumstances and overwhelming odds, David still has confidence and trust in the Lord, and we still need to act, but the Lord does not leave us hanging. The Lord... Does not leave us wondering what we should do. He gives us a direction, yes. so we need to go in the plain path set before us, and we have it in His Word. The Lord has directed this church and our individual lives by this Word. We have many enemies, like stated before earlier today, but the following the Lord's plain path and wavering not from it will be sure to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of our life. Deliver me not over to will. Of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, such that breathe out cruelty. We must beg the Lord to keep a hedge about us, for Satan seeks to devour his enemies, and we have many enemies which obey the prince of the power of the air that are risen up against us. Just look at some of the emails the pastor gets from time to time, and we have those that despise our God and hate us. But no worries, Psalm 17 explains that arise, O Lord, disappoint him. Cast him down, deliver my soul from the wicked, which is thy sword. Yeah. So don't worry. The wicked is just the sword of the Lord, and right. he can protect us by sheathing his sword. So let's not tempt the Lord to bring his sword out. So let's obey him. If we are in his temple today, and we are uh, secured in his hiding place, and we are seeking him always, we'll be safe no matter what circumstances come our way. Right. David believed it, and like I said earlier, he had it far worse than us. And in conclusion, these last two verses. I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In conclusion, we come to these verses in the time of our lives when we feel overwhelmed and see no escape. But if we have our heart right with the Lord, and then he, he is perfecting us and our hope is not in vain and our labor is not in vain in the Lord. Paul in the Corinthians explains that we have a great hope of the resurrection in the life to come. But here David explains that we would receive some goodness of the Lord now and we have. Look at this church. We have a body of believers here today who love the Lord. And that is a great blessing for not all have that. Our problems, for the most part, that we face are only temporary in this life. And goodness does follow the righteous. Job is a good example. He was blessed with double all, that all he had, despite his stubborn trial that he had with the Lord. Let us be thankful for godliness with contentment is great gain. The blessings of the Lord come in all shapes and sizes, and if we aren't walking right and have our perspective right, then those blessings can be t- taken away from us. Finally, wait on the Lord and remember His promises. Right. Name one where He's failed. You can't. Yes. Be strong in hope. Feast on the Word of the Lord for strength, and wait because the soon Lord, because soon Lord, the Lord will deliver. Yes. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and His strength shall strengthen thine heart wait, I say, on the Lord. Amen.